0: Welcome to Whiskey with Witcher. I'm Valerie.
1: And I'm Tim. And this is a podcast where we drink whiskey and talk about the Witcher.
0: Spoiler alert. While each episode of our podcast directly correlates with an episode of the show, we will be discussing the series as a whole.
1: And we'll be mentioning things from the games, books, and other pieces of Witcher IP. Although we'll do our best not to spoil any major potential plot points. You have been warned. So Valerie, it's time for the most important question of the podcast. What are we drinking?
0: Well, Tim, this episode is very Geralt-centric, diving directly into the mind of the white wolf as we explore how the past is now shaping Geralt's present. In this episode, Geralt is raw and emotional as he tries to navigate fate versus free will. So in honor of that raw emotionality, we're sipping the raw, unaged white dog by Buffalo Trace, our very first white, a.k.a. clear, whiskey
1: so, is this like moonshine we're
0: gonna get into that a little later in the episode tim but, okay. uh stay tuned maybe 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 <laughs> maybe <laughs> so uh um, yeah spoiler alert this is moonshine it's <laughs> so, not as whiskey <laughs> it, it sort of it depends on who, you know what we'll get into what makes this you know what makes moonshine moonshine okay. what makes whiskey whiskey a little bit later but uh-huh. uh, we're gonna we're gonna cheers. But I do want to acknowledge one thing before we do. Um, if we sound a little different. It's because we're still recording mm. remotely, all three of us. Producer Sean is continuing to fail his COVID tests, but mm. feel, Dude, feeling good. You need to study. study for that test better, Sean. Come on. I <laughs> thought I was going to be able to cheat off the guy next to me. But then the <laughs> negative. So, no, so no. We're, we're doing one more for the road. We're starting to perfect this remote thing. So, you know, stay tuned for the opportunity. So that opens up in the future. But yeah, in case we sound a little wonky, it's just because we're once again remote. But hopefully is- Sean is better soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and and this is unique in that like we've not recorded a quote-unquote regular episode mm-hmm. um remote so we actually had to get two bottles of this white dog yeah um moonshine stuff that valerie <laughs> is inflicting on us so <laughs> i gotta say guys I, what, white know, dog white wolf come on man it was right there i mean no no yeah i get why i get the connection but it's like it's like I don't know if we, we get a screen cap of this or you know lots of, Sean, actually, no, I, didn't you. <laughs> I didn't even think about it i didn't even think about it i opened this without taking a bottle pick the way i normally do because this is not how we normally do it but um <laughs> you know like it's um i don't know we're holding there it up so yeah yeah there we cap. go okay um nice. and um and we'll take a i'll take a proper bottle pick although the bottle won't be full um might even be empty guys,
0: You could pour water good. in there Tim and no one would know the difference. That's true. That's because a good point. Because it's
1: clear. <laughs> that is a very really good know. point. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, so um th- this stuff is not like what we normally drink. It looks like vodka. Um it smells like et- eth Oh, what is it? Ethanol. A- ethanol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is and it's like something like 126 proof. Um I'm going to I'm going to you know try drinking this neat as we normally do but goddamn guys i probably will have to stick some ice or water in this at some point yeah so
0: all right all well, right cheers, well, cheers let's see how this goes <laughs> that does not taste like whiskey to it's, me no it's not say. as bad as i thought it would be though it definitely has a burn on the back end but yeah yeah i don't know
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is th- we're gonna have some interesting conversation on this because one that is that is strong yeah and it's not like Not like whiskey in my mind, Um, not exactly my sort of thing, but Mm -hmm. um, but we'll drink it because that's what we do here. It's not your sipping moonshine. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm just I'm not really a a moonshine guy. Yeah. Um, But when I saw it, that's what I thought. I'm like,
0: wait, what what are we drinking? Are we sure this isn't shine? (laughs) Well, maybe the moonshine will aid you, Tim, because Mm -hmm. it's time. For our next segment that you get to lead <laughs> the summary, summary on the spot
1: see and i never prepare and this one i should
0: have prepared a
1: little bit for because this episode was all over the mm-hmm. map um so yeah okay episode nine of hexer um
0: temple of melatele <laughs> um is that how you say it Valerie? it's you can say it however the f you want tim i like how you Malidale, say it, melittle a
1: Malittle a melittle a melittle a that's what i the way you say it that i like listen to your heart way you say and listen it to that to I like. It. <laughs> well like the thing is i my heart is telling me valerie's saying it the best way but i always forget Malidale. which way it is melittle a yeah all right so temple of melittle a um which brings back our 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 All like all of our favorite, you know, Hexer, Witcher, Milf, um, (laughs) Neneka, she's back. Um, But before that, we get Geralt in another swamp. Another Another swamp. Well fighting another weirdly off-screen monster that I don't know looked like a giant log to me. <laughs> um, I'll give him credit. He is fighting with his right sword, his correct sword this time. And maybe the reason he doesn't fight with a silver sword is because he seems to get his ass kicked using it. Um, because he gets hurt, ends up needing care, and so he goes back to the temple of a where he is healed by Neneca and one of her acolytes named Ayala, who kills him by getting naked with him in bed, but not having sex with him. I don't know, we'll talk about that. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, we are reacquainted with our boy Falwick, AKA Guido, uh, Guidon, whatever you want to call his name, Vidonia as Valerie seems (laughs) to like calling him. Um, The answer is Guido. Yeah, we're reacquainted with him who he's joined this new order of knights and has like a new um, directive to, to rid the kingdom of all these refugees, but also to kind of look for uh, um, Calanthe's granddaughter who has escaped Sintra when it was attacked um, and who they believe is hiding. Now we know we're talking about Siri, but they're all vague and kind of aloof about it. Anyhow, um, so he's off looking for her, which brings him eventually to the temple and um a, a showdown confrontation between him and Neneca with Geralt um and this other you know um knight called Tayl Tylus we'll have to talk about how the right way to pronounce that um anyhow they all kind of get in each other's face talus throws a glove down and kind of just looks like an idiot doing it. Neneca kicks their asses out and um and meanwhile Siri and um Geralt get start getting pretty close to each other, like like not weird, just like friendly close, like you know, father and potentially daughter close. So they start getting to know each other better. And then meanwhile, we also find out like that that Falwick is looking for someone who's truly evil, and um the person that's suggested to him by Talis is our girl Renfrey. Who seems like she's a lot more evil in this world. Mm -hmm. Again, we'll get into that. Um, All of this kind of culminates in a really kind of cool battle, or not battle, but like, like, showdown duel between Geralt and Talus that ends in a way we will discuss. And meanwhile, like, just a little bit after that, it it segues into an invasion of the temple by this Order of Knights. And cut to credits. It ends on a cliffhanger. We get a cliffhanger, yeah, yeah. So all over the place. Um, But you know, I think
0: that's the gist of it. I think I hit on all the big beats. And Mm -hmm. if there's anything we I forgot, we'll
1: get into it
0: now. Well, let's get into it, Tim. Uh, Let's get into it. What happened to my baby Geralt's face? (laughs) He's got like a giant face scar now. Well, you're the one who's like, oh,
1: like potion Geralt hot like scarred up Geralt hot like messed up Geralt the more messed up he is you're into it like you know you and like like Joe were like all getting all <laughs> hot and bothered over Halst and Hulst's face is half torn off so
0: what his little scars should be like nothing it's just <laughs> weird because like they they do a lot of you know we talk about show don't tell and they do a lot of just like all this shit happens off screen and then you're just like along for the ride and you're like okay so he's all scarred and we don't know the story behind that which seems like it would be interesting or or, you know jumping way ahead but like they talk about calanthe dying they're like yes when queen mm-hmm. queen calanthe died and you're like okay that might yeah. have been interesting to like see happen you know yeah i don't yeah. think
2: anybody had goodbye Sintra on
1: their uh, crossroads <laughs> of destiny bingo
2: card last time no
0: no and actually
1: since you're you're kind of jumping ahead and you know just talking like bigger we'll, we'll get into the details but talking bigger strokes um broad strokes yeah this episode introduces siri but like in the most you know, kind of anticlimactic way possible, and um, I don't know. What you did? What do you think? What did you think of that, Valerie? Like yeah, how series introduced? It's
0: a little weird. It's definitely, you know, I don't know. It's not that much more climactic than how uh, she's introduced in the books. I think where she's just randomly they encounter each other in the forest with the dryads. I don't. It's kind of similar vibe in that regard. But yeah, she's just kind of like but at that the feels- temple. Yeah. Go ahead. That feels
1: more. that feels more like like destiny. And yes. I think that's kind of there are definitely people who are big kind of book fans who don't like um, that the Netflix series introduced them the way that it did, because like basically, you know, changing that story, not doing that, that story, because it, you know, it, it, it I guess it, they, in their mind, it feels more like it's destiny, um, the hand of destiny, mm-hmm. the hand of fate or like i guess you can maybe make that case here too but the fact that they're ostensibly introduced by Neneca yeah. um feels a little less you know um for like like the less less like you know kind of faithful i guess and so i i don't know i don't i don't like it and then also we first hear about siri now Obviously, if you're a Witcher fan, if you've read the books, you've seen the other show or played the game, you know, you know, you know about Siri. But if you're if the Hexer is the first time you're ever mm-hmm. getting this story, um, all you know is there is a child of destiny. Geralt said he's not gonna take the child. We, we talked about the last episode, how we saw all those kids and you couldn't tell if one of them was a girl or not. Um, so suddenly it's like, oh, Calanthe has a granddaughter. Like that's a big kind of reveal, and it's just mentioned half in this. Early scene with um, this, this prince talking to Falwick. Yeah, and you know? then so she that, shows like,
0: up and it's like, oh, who is this random young child that what could yeah. she possibly be related to? Yeah,
1: like I honestly didn't like maybe maybe I should have, but I honestly at first didn't know that it was Siri. Like I thought it could be, but I'm like, I, I wasn't going to I didn't want to make that connection at first um, until they said her name. So it's like I'm like, is this it? like because it just seemed like such a weird way yeah. to introduce her that also, she just also, happens to be yeah. at the temple.
0: Oh, her? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and also yeah. like on that in that regard. I've made fun of Siri in Netflix, which are for using Fiona as a fake last name or fake name mm. because it's still one of her names. But at least yeah. it's better than Netica freaking calling Siri Siri. Like, I can't imagine Siri is a very popular name in this world. And Like, oh, yeah. the lost princess that's rumored to be alive. And this girl has the same name. Hmm, What a coincidence.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a lot about it that just
1: doesn't make sense. And I, you know, creatively, there are some choices made here that i'm confused by yeah that's not to say i didn't like i feel that way about this entire episode there's actually a lot i like about this Mm -hmm. episode and we'll get into it but like um yeah the, the way that it introduces siri i am not a fan of yeah and i think is um arguably my least favorite of the netflix series the books and then hexer uh, yeah i think this this comes in a distance yeah i don't me, mind the netflix
0: series i know there are people that don't like it no, I, but for me it's I, like, I
1: think it's a sweet ending when they finally are yeah reunited. and yeah. i also
0: you know logically like you have an actress that's a certain age you can't really work with a kid necessarily she's going to age up way too fast for tv production mm-hmm. so it makes sense to yeah. me not to do that story where she's younger In the story than the age she's currently portraying in the series so
1: no that makes a lot of sense to me too yeah um yeah so so anyhow I, i i thought that was a little a little strange but um i guess you know going back to the whole Oh, in- intro we have another fight like it's another weird fight
0: that's another you tentacle know. monster in a swamp a little a yeah. little bit
1: tentacle not quite as tentacly as others but a like, lot of quick yeah, cuts so you can't see anything yeah a lot of quick cuts and in, in slow-mo yeah kind of getting um this was probably the bloodiest monster yeah fight. He oh he little, was drenched well, and gross and yeah, yeah blood all over yeah. him and but um but it's still you you wonder why he's struggling so much with this monster that you could kind of barely see, uh, um considering how good he is at taking out you know people. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah, I'm kind of over the the monsters in the swamp. I wonder if we're gonna get any more. I did think once again of that that heat monster scotch and I'm like, ah, another opportunity where we could have <laughs> had a it. scotchy uh, monster, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, cause especially because it wasn't a swamp. <laughs> so um so yeah, yeah, and and I think from there we Get um than this scene with with Falwick. Mm-hmm. Now here's another here's another criticism I'm going to lob at Hexer, which is, uh you know we get a lot of Falwick in this episode. Matter yeah. of fact, I would argue this is the most um Falwick and the most consistent Falwick we've gotten since the the very mm-hmm. first episode. Um, but now thinking about that, thinking about the very beginning where he's this Witcher you know, there's this Richard who gets exiled from Kaer Morin to the couple episodes he's shown up in. And now this one, it's like, I can't figure out what the fuck this guy's <laughs> doing. Like his narrative makes no yeah. sense. It's just kind of like, like oh, I guess we'll throw him here and he can do this. Or I guess we'll put him here and he can do this. Like this is actually, um, and, you know, and we'll talk about it. I think we can do a, a little off the path segment. Um, but this is, you know, actually based off of, the the story but part of I think our last episode was based off of as well mm-hmm. um of the voice of reason but this is more of a direct adaptation of a segment of that story and so it's like and this at least it's like okay this makes sense because this is what Falwick does in the book like this is where he, this is his story in the book but like everything that came before this how how it led to him to to get to this point makes no sense to me and I was trying to kind of figure that out and I just don't know if it's i don't think i can blame this one on the translation i just don't think it's there yeah and so. it's like
0: i i assume all of his like goonies and whatnot don't know that he's a former witcher like that doesn't you know yeah
1: no he's
0: just, i think you're he's right just some guy
1: <laughs> yeah i think you're right but the guy who i don't know which episode that was where he was like plotting and and killing those el- elves or no those dryads it was yeah. the dryads remember mm-hmm. yeah like, I don't I don't see how that guy is the same guy who's now part of this order yeah. and is working for this prince um, and is also working for Nilfgaard. Like, it just doesn't there's no the connections don't make sense to me. So, um, yeah, I think they've kind of failed on the on, on this Falwick's narrative, which is too bad because I think the actor is actually a, yeah. a pretty solid actor. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. What do you think of this king though? We are Prince rather I he's was a,
0: confused. I know they say his name and I think Manica says his name at some point. And more facial yeah, hair, his, more interesting name, facial hair choices.
1: Yeah. His name is Hereward. Hmm. Um, Prince Hereward. And the 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 kingdom is um Elander or Elander. Okay. I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's a member of um he's a member of Fultis Council. Okay. And that it is all from this, or something. Yeah. Now that is all from um the short story okay. I don't know if exactly he's framed this way but they use the same name so um I think so but but the the a little bit of um back lore for if you if you didn't revisit the story um this order of the white rose which is what um um Falwick is a, a member of and this this taille guy uh, they are like a, a holy order of knights that um this here hereward Prince is the one who basically is 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 keeping them afloat he's the one you know they mentioned you know needing grants well like that's that's basically alluding to the fact that he kind of is is sponsoring them so basically they're kind of like uh while they they say they're an independent order that has their own code they basically work for him and so when, that's why when he, he says that you know he makes kind of reference to that in this scene um that's what it's about but um yeah, I had forgotten totally about them, the order of the the white rose, and they're the ones that ultimately in in kind of Witcher lore become the order of the flaming rose um which we see in the Witcher game. Mm-hmm. So so it's like eventually they morph into that. Um you hear the
2: context from any of that? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um I was really confused uh, about a lot of things in that scene, but especially uh, just since you're talking about the order that he's a part of that they eventually (laughs) bothered to explain uh, what he said that he was, you know, part of a, I forget how he, phrases it but like some kind of holy order priestly order spiritual order yeah, whatever, referring yeah. To that, i was like is he talking about like the witcher priests like but he wasn't one of those before and also why would he be talking about that like i didn't know what else to connect what he was saying to. yeah,
1: yeah he had no, some that, comment
0: yeah where he called them monks like we monks yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah that makes that that's totally fair because there's no i mean like otherwise how do you make that connection like i i you know um or make that leap like, there's no explanation whatsoever. That's what I'm saying. I think they really fail with Falwick's story and trying to kind of connect all these different dots. And they and, sh- they
0: um, shoehorn Nilfgaard in there, too. So, like, yeah. and then this king's like, oh, I know you work for Nilfgaard or whatever, and Nilfgaard wants this princess, and go find this princess for me while you're doing all this other shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a lot. Um, but you know something I did like if we were able to move off of this mm-hmm. this scene with Falwick? The next scene I remember um, is now Geralt coming to um, the temple. And one thing I was struck by with with this episode is um, for Hexer and for like, you know, what their capabilities of um, some really good sets, some really good on location, you know, um, and some good shots. Like there's a shot of um, of, you know, um, Geralt coming up where he's kind of weak and and basically falling over in his on on roach mm-hmm. um but riding up to like the gate and you you can can kind of see him through the gate through the portcullis and you know from inside you know it's a temple but it looks a little bit like a castle and i'm just thinking like like this is this is pretty good shot like this looks yeah. like something that actually has a a budget um and um and was you know pretty atmospheric it also helps i think that it was um this episode was Clearly shot where it's supposed to be during the winter or just in a colder kingdom because it's snowy and, you know, and, and it just feels a little bit more, um, I don't know, I guess what I think of being traditional witcher, but, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I think that because he's not always up where it's cold, but I like I, I did like the shot with him kind of coming up um, to the temple and then he falls over. And Next, you see he's inside and um, Nenica's helping him freaking out about how badly he's
0: one of the things i really like about hexer is that they do show like the wear and tear that witchering takes on him and the physical damage and how he doesn't just rebound from everything and there's a lot you know it's like tough yeah i mentioned a scar at the beginning but like he gets beat up a lot and he and there's long-term consequences of that and you see it later in the episode too after he's sort of healed but he's still trying to like move his sword arm around and stuff yeah it yeah. takes time, you know. It's not, he's not able to instantly rebound, even though he is a witcher and does have these, you know, mutated genes. It's still not it, a perfect yeah. solution, you know?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And that is something they do well. Now, I don't, I do feel like Mikhail sometimes <laughs> his, 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 a little too his physical like, oh, acting. Oh, yeah, it's a little no, bit too yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i wish i wish they could have seen your face
0: <laughs> but uh, you're uh, it's basically yeah. like people playing football or soccer as we would say in america it's like the guys yeah. when they foul and they're like oh yeah no, yeah oh, yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah.
1: <laughs> like when they flop <laughs> yeah on, you just know, flop on to, the ground yeah <laughs> trying to trying to they take a dive trying to sell it yeah no that's that's a little bit what it felt like uh. um you know, I like Mikhail. I'm not trying to to yeah. throw shade, but like, it's not his, you know, <laughs> he does sometimes look a little His pain face like,
0: I rem- leaves a little to yeah. so be desired.
1: Like, I remember the episode, the one where, that adapts on um, The Shard of Ice, yeah. where he's taking that bath. And you're like, it's the least sexy bath scene yeah. ever. You know? And you're right. But he also kind of like, part of me, I remember when I was watching and I'm like, what is going on with it? Like, I guess, like, it took me a minute to realize, oh, he's supposed to be in a lot of pain because you know he just looked like he was like i don't know walking around kind of stiffly for no reason to yeah. be for a bit and i'm like oh okay all right <laughs> i guess he was supposed to be messed up so um
2: the sensitive boy eyes are definitely what got him
0: hired
1: <laughs> yeah but like now what do you think and this is also the scene that introduces this character iola uh um, iola's got some
0: unfortunate from, nun hair i'll tell you that much yeah and she's p- from cuts
1: she Yeah, she is from the short story. (laughs) Yeah, she is from the short story. Now, if you remember, um, I'm sure you do. uh, Anyone who's read um, the first book, which is short story book, "The Last Wish." So, you know, for most people who decide to read the books, this is probably the first book they pick up. Probably most people, and this is the very first scene or very first story that they read when they open up the book. It's this little, you know, interstitial interlude before they go into the striga story where geralt's in bed and iola basically crawls into bed with him she and like
0: boobs boobily him.
1: yeah <laughs> 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 um yeah yeah like you know pretty much crawls in bed and like you know nate like uh, gets you know throws off her her, her robe and yeah shoves her boobs and all on over his again. face.
0: Right. Doesn't yeah. she like brush yeah. her nipple against his face yeah. or something? It's yeah. like, okay. Yeah.
1: And then <laughs> okay. So fig-
0: we're uh, sure.
1: And, and then I, and then I always figured, you know, they pretty much just rides him and that's, you know, and yeah. then we cut to cut to, you know, flashback. But it's like, it's like, yeah, that's the first, it's like a two, it's like two pages I think in the book. And that's pretty much it. You know, we pretty yeah. much just sum, sum up some, Part of this voice of reason story and so like i remember when i was reading it i'm like what is this (laughs) who is this (laughs) what's going on um is it also
2: like a by the healing power of boobies kind of deal or is she just going for a ride
1: so okay in the in the book and maybe we should have saved this for um um, eh. um off the path but we don't eh. have to, like well well like there's enough we there's other stuff we can talk we can about always
0: there, talk but. about the healing power of movies <laughs> yeah. yeah in the
1: book it's honestly in our it's, new segment. It, no in the book honestly it's more she fucking wants Geralt, and Geralt seems to be down he i think he maybe thinks she's um she reminds him a bit of of yennefer and this is when they're on a, a break we but were on a break yeah but he seems he seems down um and um and yeah no there's no healing there. However, um, and here's where I, where I bring it back to Hexer. She, you find out in the next, um, the part two of Voice of Reason that comes between story one and story two in the book. Um, you find out that Iola is a kind of a seer. She falls into trances and can, um, when she does that, she can gain, um, information, you know, possibly gain information about, um, the person she's focusing on. So in this case, Geralt, um, you know, Focusing Nenneke, on. yeah, <laughs> Neneca wants to in the in the book, Neneca wants to um, have um, basically have Iola fall into this trance and kind of um, get whatever sense she can get from from Geralt because it might tell him a little bit of something. And Geralt doesn't want to do it. He's like not having any of it. Um, but you find out that she can do that. And so I think that's what's going on in this scene so for people who haven't seen it there is no sex scene between iola and Geralt. i thought there was going to be for a hot minute i'm sure both of you guys did too <laughs> hey man um, that
0: uh that blanket's doing the lord's work because uh you definitely get yeah. a nice pan of most of Geralt.
1: yeah <laughs> which i'm yeah. not naked, mad at naked michael all all messed up in bed but mm-hmm. still kind of looking kind of sexy and then um iola crawls in um naked on top of him um But rather than you know like like what did you say it boobing boobing boobily yeah rather than doing that (laughs) um, she just kind of sticks her hand over him and does some weird sort of hand movement thing I don't know looks like she's trying to like you know yank a a alien you know xenomorph (laughs) out of his chest or something I don't know what she was doing there (laughs) Um, but I think it was supposed to be maybe this trance um, that was that was alluded to in the the short story because then um it cuts to this weird scene where you see a bunch of things from Geralt's past and then also this weird these weird scenes of the skull, guy, skull like, guy I guess it's supposed to be ghost you know, of Christmas future of yeah <laughs> but I have no idea He's just this weird dude in a robe and a skull so yeah he looks kind of like the ghost of
0: Christmas future yeah like I wonder if that's Reaper. supposed to be a reference to that one Witcher story where he meets death but in that instance death is like a young girl so yeah I don't know yeah I don't know. I
1: I like the the young girl better. If that's the case, uh, this looks like you know Spirit Halloween again. <laughs> you know? um, but like, yeah. So you get a flash, but you also get um um kind of a flashback of Baby Geralt. You get mm-hmm. the day glow, the day glow body paint. mutation, body paint. Bad weekend Besimir. in the desert, Baby Geralt. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get Bezmir. A, a flashback of Bezmir, and then you get his his Geralt's mom. You know, mom is back. back. Now I was a little disappointed we didn't get Old Witcher. I thought we'd get Old Witcher. Yeah. Um, possibly hey, making, yeah. possibly make it out with Geralt's mom. You know, <laughs> <like>. <laughs> I haven't forgotten that shit. <laughs> so, but um, but you know, no, we didn't get Old Witcher. But we got um, we got Vesemir and and I don't remember that other guy's name. And then yeah, Geralt's
0: mom. And grim reaper
1: so it's a kind of a weird scene you
0: know i guess if you
1: don't know the book you're probably wondering what the fuck is going on
0: and sean were you wondering what the fuck was going on
2: i was uh i mean i remembered all the flashbacks except for the uh well i mean my mind went to kale from willow uh, yeah skull face.
1: yeah but like a um, lame version of kale <laughs> like, oh yeah the, like kale uh, kale that willow came out in the 80s this movie came out or this show came out 20 years after that yeah it feels like you know. They could have at least matched the way Kale looked, but no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. But yeah, I was like, did we see that before? Because that was the only thing that we hadn't seen
1: before. We did. And I, we, did we? We got, we got a very, Valerie, do you remember? There was one episode where we got a, like a very quick, yeah. you know, split second. And both of us like were like, what the fuck is what that? What the fuck you, is you know, that? Yeah. When we saw that in the pre, and I don't remember which episode it was. Nope. But I do remember, I do remember <laughs> there was a moment where you got a quick glimpse of of that guy you got a little more of him in this episode but i still don't know like like i said i think he's probably supposed to be death
0: but i don't
1: um you know it's a little vague Don't remember that yeah yeah it was just a real quick one-off like real quick scene just enough for us valerie and i to notice it and be like what the hell is that (laughs) that's about all i remember about it but um um yeah you got like you got like these weird flashbacks and then I think, you know, Geralt wakes up and he's I don't know if that's when he wakes up at that point or if he's just doing a little bit better. Um, You know, at one point they introduce Siri. I think it's maybe this next scene. Is that when it when she's there asking questions about him? And
0: yeah, she's in the initial scene with like when Iola jumps into oh, be- bed with him and Nedica's oh, kind of okay. like, okay, and now you can leave. And Siri's like, Aw. oh okay. <laughs> but then later <laughs> when he's um imagining his I mom. No, I know, no, right? No, no, <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> uh, later um when he's imagining his mother, like she's actually really, Siri is really there, That's like right. giving yeah. him comfort, but he is hallucinating that it's his mom.
1: That's right. And he's, he, he even says something like, you know, I you know I I thought I'd never see you again. Or so I did yeah. it's not that, but something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, so, okay, so, so, Siri is there, but we don't know who she is. She's just this random girl. I mean, like, we could figure it out, obviously, Valerie did, but I didn't want to jump to the conclusion Well, at
0: what point does Nettica call her Siri? Because Nettica does call her by her name at some point.
1: I don't think she does until Geralt or someone asks Yeah, Geralt asks, and she's just super casual about it, like, oh, that's Siri. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember, um, after Geralt wakes up. So, okay, so I think the scene after Iola- is Geralt waking up and you got, yeah, he's talking to Neneca, but you got Neneca fucking like, you know, all like almost on the bed with him, sort of leaning over him. And, you know, like, like I thought, you know, she, she was all but like, you know, brushing her hand, her hand down his, you know, bare chest. Like it was just, um,
0: you and know, he like, calls
1: her mother. <laughs> yeah, I think he does.
0: But um, yeah, he does. Do you... I noticed that as well. Yeah. Multiple times. Mother. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but he has, he has this like, you know, interesting scene, which like, you know, this 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 moment where he's just like, um, I'm bringing it up because I have it in a screen cap where she says, um, you know, you have a body of iron, iron. and she's no. like <laughs> holding, holding his hand she's and like, like kind of running her hand down. down his
0: abs. Body of mean, iron. Yeah,
1: yeah, it it really felt like that to me. It was like totally Nettica doing her weird milf. Flirty thing again which i'm all in favor of but it's like it's like clearly they're like leaning into this and i don't know who on the witcher team made this decision but i'm like like props to you you know person because i would not have thought you know having like a you know having a, a Geralt Neneca ship was ever something i'd have but like i'm starting to get that here on xer you know? so yeah, they um, clearly
2: had like my Polish counterpart in the room, constantly saying "Neneca fucks."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to picture this person just like you know, barely there. But that's the one contribution they had. Is, oh. <laughs> They're like, "I've yeah. done
0: my one thing. Yeah, I've accomplished my task."
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this this she was getting so up into his face that I just I even grabbed a screen cap of that scene because I'm like. Like, yeah, we got to post this one on our socials at some point. You know, people who have not seen the show like probably are like, "Uh, what are they talking about? This is what we're talking about. (laughs) So we're not just projecting. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So anyhow, yeah, you got you got this scene. Geralt starts getting better, but he he needs time to heal. And I think it's not long after this that um, um, Falwick and now let's see okay there are two things you have the follic scene where yeah i think the next one is the fox scene where they introduce tylus and i I don't know if that's how you say. don't know how to say talus
0: Talus, i don't know
1: it's t-a-i-l-l-e-s um yeah it's either Talus or tylus um but anyhow this other younger member of um the order of the white rose um follic says he's like a son to him, but then he says, if you ever, you know, you ever spill my secrets, I will kill you. You know, kind of all in the same sentence.
0: Like, you're like a son to me, but if you ever I wrote it down. It's secrets, um you're as a son to me, but I will reject you and kill you if you slip. And anybody gets to know about our plans. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it's like he says that randomly too. It's like, you know, they're sitting and talking, you know, and he's like soon we'll be out of this and then he's then then suddenly he drops that line out of nowhere and i was just probably like like oh, no i won't i won't i'm good <laughs> um my first yeah. thought
2: though was does he consider anyone who shaves their head like a son to him
1: <laughs> maybe i don't know i would part think of their order wear, i guess i yeah. think i would think his real son would wear the headband you know bring back the the <laughs> the, the headband from 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 you know i think you're right <laughs> yeah yeah so so that's how you know he's lying about this tylus guy because he's like yeah you were a real
0: son. That's what you uh, Speaking of hair, I want to backtrack just a little bit. I don't know if you noticed him, but in the scene where he's like writhing around in bed and Neneca's with him. He, he pops up. What scene and, was that? Oh, not in that way, sadly. Sadly. But um, he, he pops like, up. I miss it? And I gotta, his, I his original it. hair is sticking, like his short back hair is sticking up, like, away from where the extensions are. And you can see that. where, like, the actual, like, where his actual hairline is. And you're just like, <laughs> okay. That, but, okay, uh, Hexer. <laughs>
1: I guess I was, you know, distracted by, you know, this girl Nenica, sexing, I apparently <laughs> forgot <laughs> but yeah all right so this this scene where where they're kind of scheming um is when Falwick says he needs someone who's like evil yes um, someone who has like hatred in their heart and like like cruelty is like how they get their pleasure and <laughs> all these like kind of really sinister sounding sounding you know a little bit melodramatic lines and then he says do you know anyone like that and um and Talis, tylus mentions um you know renfrey but he he what does he call her he calls her so
0: it's translated as threader, threader. yeah, yeah which, which i don't know if that's supposed to be shrike and then i, I thought so too yeah it's yeah. pronounced like oh i'm gonna butcher this you ready it's like <laughs> Jezba.
1: that's better than i would have done yeah Jezba, yeah.
0: something like yeah. that yeah
1: that's better than i would have done you know for those of you who are English speakers, don't speak Polish. It has a z i e i in the middle of it, and so, it starts with a D. It's a, D-Z. It a D Z. Yeah, yeah. So the, hunts, uh,
2: the pronunciation is halfway between chutzpah and Jezebel, apparently.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. But then they translated it as Threader in these fan, um, fanlations, and then yeah, I, it which is weird. I think Valerie's right. I think it it was like meant to be Shrike, um, you know, which is what she's called in the the book. And so, so she's um, not an
2: evil seamstress.
1: No, no, she's an evil bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, an evil bird. But, um, but you know, like, yeah, she, um, they're really kind of talking her up as if she, like, how evil she is. And, um, and then we do get to see her. Now, we only get to see her as she's riding around, kind of as they're talking Does about. Does this her. count
0: as one of her appearances? Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, no doubt. it uh, This is this, no doubt, counts as her first appearance to the point that I think it's worth saying who plays Renfrey. There you go. So, um, her name is Kinga Ilgner. Um, now, I'm not going to I can't really comment on Kinga Ilgner's performance and really how she looks as Renfri and what I think of her, because we only see her in these two quick scenes where she's just riding around with her um, her kind of gang and um, and they're talking about her. So we don't actually we we don't actually see her in action um in this episode but technically valerie is right when you know in in predicting her in this episode i you so know what i were barely right
0: but you were right <laughs> confession time like normally i listen to the episodes again at the end just to see like who said what and i'm gonna be real yeah. with you guys i totally forgot to do it this oh. time because yeah, we've pushed <laughs> this one so much with you know sean being sick and everything that it's it's kind of a little out of sight out of mind oh.
1: I just rem- I yeah, I don't remember much either, but I do remember you pretty much fucking been spamming Renfri yeah. every episode. Yeah, I, I actually like, just Renfri, found Renfri, my Renfri, notes Renfri. and I'm like, okay,
0: cool. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yay yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> You've said that for
1: like the last five episodes. so
0: I, so, I, I did write it down before. So good job, past Valerie, because current <laughs> Valerie did not pay attention yesterday. <laughs> well, fi- you know,
1: finally you were right. Kinda. Kind of. Kind <laughs> of. She, she's technically in this episode. But only sort of in the background. But I'm going to ask, like, all right, so they're really setting up Renfrey as being this really evil character. Yeah, this villain. Yeah. Now we'll have to see how she actually is in the future episodes when she actually, you know, Gerald interacts with her and we see her a little bit more in action. But like, if it follows, if if her reputation is accurate and she's this evil, seriously, you know, cruel person. What do you think of that, Valerie?
0: I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I'm curious. You know, I don't know if Hexer can do nuance Because, like, part of the interest of that is that that is how everyone sees her. Like, that's how she's, you know, how the outside world views her. And then we come to find out once we get to know her that that's not necessarily the case. She's a little more complicated than that. I don't know if Hexer will be able to do that, if that's where they're going with it. But the idea of her being a villain is also kind of interesting. And I like the idea of Geralt, like, helped her out and did her a solid. And then she turned into this like cruel force of cruelty.
1: That isn't. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting take Um, off to the side. You know, I'm going to withhold judgment until I've seen more of it. But it
0: is an interesting take. And I do appreciate that it's different.
1: Like um, I was going to say,
0: you're going to withhold judgment until you've seen more of it. What kind of Witcher fan are you
1: (laughs) passing judgment (laughs) Um, immediately? Well, well, because all right, my feelings are complicated because you know I really like Renfrey mm-hmm. in the Netflix series. Um don't like her as much in the book. So it's entirely the Netflix Renfrey that I like. Um but I I really like her in the Netflix series. I like her and Geralt in the in the mm-hmm. Netflix series. We talked about that in our Valentine's Day episode a little bit. And um and so there's a part of me that's like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> I I I want to see Renfrey Geralt, you yeah. know, as these these doomed this this doomed potential romance." Um, and I don't know if that's what we're going to get. We might, like, I'm curious if we're still going to get the Renfri Geralt sex scene, whether on or off camera or, yeah. you know, um, I'm curious if they'll I mean, Hexer does
0: love a sex scene, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, so they might, um, and we get it in the short story when Geralt clearly doesn't feel the same about her that he does on the, the Netflix. So it doesn't, you know, we might still get it, but they also might not, especially if he's, she's this truly, you know, evil, cruel, person who you know also clearly seems to be very powerful you know they're building her up almost like a big bad mm-hmm. um so yeah we'll have to see um how Renfri you know like I said I, I feel like I can't really comment too much on her um because we we don't really get to know her other than this this ominous sounding scene and then you know we see some of her work later on mm. but um yeah but um the next I think you know I don't know exactly the order of these but I do know the next time we see Falwick and Talus, Tylus, whatever the
0: fuck. Talus.
1: It's when he's like I think there's maybe some scenes between Like there's a lot of conversations, discussions that go on. Like there's some scenes with Um, Um, Iola. We find out she's taken a vow of silence, but that's like lifted. Um, I think you know what Iola looks. She she looks kind of rough. Like I don't yeah. know what's going on. Well, she because
0: with... she when she did to heal Geralt, like had such repercussions on her that she yeah. was, like just reeling I, from that to me she looked like potion girl without yep. the potion yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know? you know? like there's so
1: many and there's so many scenes where she's just kind of in bed and like moaning <laughs> you know and stuff like not in a good way like, moaning, <laughs> like like she's in pain and like like and looking all like pale and sweaty and shivering like like she looks like you know you know sean <laughs> you maybe could have relayed she looked like she's been hit by the COVID bug <laughs> a little bit you know <laughs> um yeah there's a bit of that um and then ultimately she you know she she does get to be where she's kind of wandering around and and she has some scenes with Siri and other characters but she always seems a little strange you yeah. know um yeah i don't know i didn't get the sense that she was that strange of a character in the the book as she is here but she seems a little odd here um we get other we see other of um i don't know if they're priestesses or what they are acolytes from the temple um there's some discussion you know i know um Neneca is like worried about, well, definitely others of them are worried about, you know, kind of the fact that these, um, you know, these these refugees from Sintra are getting um, getting rounded up, Um, you know, like a lot of them are elves. And we see these the scene with these elves that also look pretty rough coming into the temple and getting um, getting food and, you know, I guess shelter there. So there's a lot of like sort of, you know, um, kind of anti-elf um sentiment in this episode. And um, you know, and and yeah, and like Valerie always likes to point out, all the elves have long hair. So, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of these sort of like this sort of stuff. But the next really I think big memorable scene to me I get that I get to was um and so to stop me if there's another one you want to talk about, Valerie, but it's the one where um Thalwick and, and Tylas show up at um the temple and basically, you know, tell um um Nanika, that um the 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 elves can't stay there and um and the um and that Geralt can't stay there either yeah the only
0: thing that happens before that I just want to mention quickly is that Geralt encounters the dwarf. oh has that happened before that remembered him
1: yeah Geralt you're right Geralt meets this dwarf they have a scene um dwarf says that you know that Falwick is in there rounding up um elves and um you know and and Geralt kind of questions it and then I don't know. Rides off, and, and so I think yeah. After that, then you have the scene when Falwick and um and Talis come into the temple and confront um Nenica and ultimately like I think I think um, Falwick says tells Geralt that he can't stay there, and um, Geralt says I'll leave in three days. And I noticed I, I I didn't notice this till the second time, but he says like Geralt says I'll leave in three days. I assume that'll be okay. And Falwick is actually nodding. And then this Talis, like dummy, like steps in like, no, you will leave right now. (laughs) Or else you'll you'll hang from like a noose. And I I don't know exactly what the line is, but he immediately like, you know, steps in and says, leave right away. And... um, and both and like they're all just you know he's not having any of that yeah so that was a really
2: um, fun weird translation too you're like, <laughs> no you're
1: leaving will be immediate with a rope yeah something like that <laughs> um <laughs> but there's there's this great you know this great sort of scene then like where yeah i don't remember exactly what gerald says but he says something to um tylus like you know um um I don't know, like, like if you draw your sword, I'll, you know, you'll, you'll regret it. Something, something, yeah. you know, he gets in his face. And so Tylus throws down his glove. <laughs> <laughs> and, um and, you know, Netika is already annoyed at them and and saying, the, you know, talking about how this, this, this temple is, is, well, it's in the, in the kingdom. It's, you know, its own space. It enjoys, it has its own rules. Yeah. You know, it's a sanctuary. All are welcome there. You can't, you know, just come and root people out. Like she's very much, you know, um, standing her ground. And Yeah. When Tyler throws this down, she has this great line yeah. where she says, you've dropped something,
0: son, pick it up. You cannot litter here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an awesome line. That was a pitch it, move, Netica.
1: Yeah. And it is, it is more or less from the, the short story, but, um, but yeah, she, you know, she tells him and then actually, and then her line what she follows it up with was, um, Falwick, take this idiot from here, or there would be misery. <laughs> Which is not the best translation, but you get the gist. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But like, yeah, the fact that like he throws his glove down and everyone's just like, you know,
0: <laughs> what's you this idiot. bitch doing? Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing?
1: <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, and Falwick, like um, you know, eventually takes them and they leave. But we know we soon learn that's not the end. I don't. Know. I I do like this scene. Um, between all of them where, you know, Nettica is just tearing into these two, these two tools and, um, and Geralt's kind of standing his ground. Um, Even though I think it's like after this, you see him, what you were talking about earlier, where he's trying to kind of um, um, flex his sword arm and he's not quite able to do that. I think that happens after this scene. So it's like, he's talking tough, but then you see him and he's like, he's not really able to, he doesn't have the full use of his arm yet and he's not fully healed. So, um, so Yeah. And um, and then there's a lot of stuff with Siri and I just I don't have much to say about it because it's just so awkward and weird I don't know Um, Yeah, like like, Siri and
0: Geralt have conversations and she's a cute little moppet and Yeah, but she's kind of demanding. She's like kind of a demanding. She's a former princess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but. I don't know. I found her a little obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, yep. I, I do think a lot of this is the translation and, you know, what like comes through. But it just seems like she's really, really sort of bossy. And then she's like, I like you, Gerald, and gives <laughs> him like a kiss. And then she's, you know, like, I mean, there's just all sorts of there there's it didn't feel natural to me. I yeah, guess she was like not. a little
0: too precocious child actor kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and
1: and there's a scene with like Geralt and Nenica where he um you know basically i think she tells him he needs to take first of all he's he's like why didn't you tell me she was um from Sintra and that you know um he didn't she didn't originally know that she was um Pavetta's girl the you know the child of destiny and um so they have like this conversation about that i don't know like i'm sure there's some real substance to it if You can get all the the textures in the original Polish, but in this translation, it just read like a really, really awkwardly translated um, discussion about human choice, or you made a human choice, and I don't know. Well,
0: yeah, like she tells him, you're not the center of the world, and she's like, decide at last. If you want to be a human, then be a human.
1: Is that what it is? mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I I probably should have paid better attention and wrote more stuff down, (laughs) but... I was just kind of wanting to get back to, you know, this Falwick and Taylor's idiot guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, and um, and also wanted to see more Renfri. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Siri, whatever. I don't like this Siri. <laughs> so, um, um, like, I, there also was a scene where Geralt says he'll take Siri. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, like okay, so Nenica wants her to take, wants him to take her to Brokilon. And, um, and, and so like, I think Geralt is only reluctant and Siri wants her to, to, wants to go with him. And so he finally agrees. And then like, there's this scene where like Netica just immediately is like, no. You know? yeah. And I don't remember what it was, but it was just like, I guess she didn't want her to go then, you know, but she's just like, no. And, um, and Geralt <laughs> says more and then she's like, no, you know, and I'm like, wait, do you want him to take her or not? Like one minute you do, now you're saying no.
0: Nenneke, like, you know, you got to get over your feelings for Geralt, you know, <laughs> let the dude go. <laughs> you know, there's one well. thing I want to talk about real quick from that conversation that Nenneke and Geralt had where he was talking about. She's like, decide at last if you want to be human. And he's kind of waffling as to what makes a human a human. And he's like, I've killed people, but it was only in defense. And I'm like, was it though? Because yeah. I remember you kind of just straight destroyed yeah. a bunch of people in a bar. Was that, yeah. was that for defense, really? Hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the funny, I've talked about it, how he's like, he's totally inconsistent. There's sometimes yeah. he seems to do everything he can to avoid um, fighting with someone or killing someone. And then other times, like, you know, the the Striga episode, he straight up kills those dudes. Just yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, just because they're kind of teasing him a little bit, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's inconsistent. So you're right, um yeah, he's not he's he's not as as pure as he likes to act at times, yeah, um but um, but yeah, so anyhow, there's like a lot of will he take her or will he not? I think they've come down on he's gonna take Siri, but not right now, um, and then Geralt leaves, and um and I don't remember, I don't even know if he's leaving just to go for a ride or if there's a reason he's leaving, but he leaves and that's when he's confronted again by Falwick and Talis mm-hmm. and this Dennis Cranmer dwarf who's with them and, um, and basically they want they want justice from, you know <laughs> the slight um, that Gareth made upon their yeah. man yeah, yeah um, and I, I gotta say this scene, which is um, which is uh, directly more or less directly from the the book but this is like one of my favorite scenes so far in witcher (laughs) where or so far in hexer where um where yeah Geralt and um and basically he's you know they tell him you know you gotta fight tylus you know he he challenged you you slight you you know you it was a slight to him if basically if you don't fight him we're gonna kill you so you know you got and he has all the the guard there so it's like you know gotta do it and they and then also you have to be blindfolded <laughs>
0: <laughs> to make <laughs> and, it fair because you're a witcher yeah,
1: to make it fair. And if you um, I think they say that if he if he actually um, hits uh, Talos or, or hurts Talos, he'll be he'll be um, hung or captured or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but that basically he he can't actually, you know, strike a blow and hurt Talos himself. And and, hurt yeah. himself. Um, and, um, and so um, so. At one point, Geralt's just like, "Fine, let's just get this over with," you know. <laughs> like, when he realizes he can't really get out out of it, and um, and I just love it, you know. There's he's like all blindfolded, and there's this fight, fu- and like, taylor's is swinging left and right, and Geralt just like, you know, is just dodging, 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 you know. And um, I don't know. Does he maybe he said? I don't remember if he's talking smack or something. He is. Like he's that.
0: taunting them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Does he? And then um, and then finally, like um talus like tries to strike him and he he picks up his sword and or, or Geralt picks up his sword and deflects it and so <laughs> talus's sword hits himself in the face and he goes down and um and you know since since um Geralt actually didn't strike him um he can't he gets you know that's the loophole he gets out of it and is <laughs> and you know the the dwarf refuses to um to to you know grab him and 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 hold him captive or whatever it was that Falwick wanted yeah it's so. really, really.
0: <laughs> like i'll kill you anyway and Dwarfs <laughs> like no 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 yeah and then fulwick's <laughs> really bitchy and like threatens kramer and uh and yeah. there's this great moment where he has his hand on him and then kramer just like picks up his hand and slowly takes it off of he's like nah not today son <laughs> yeah and um you know and he he um you know there's some some
1: some trash talk between him and gerald but like they um, finally now Geralt reveals who he is. So I guess that's that's kind of substantial as Geralt finally now says, you know, it's me. I was the 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 young witcher who survived the trial of the mountains that you wanted to kill um, from back in Kaer Morin. So it's like now a 100 percent knows who he is. Um, and, um, you know, he did vow to kill Geralt. So I'm surprised he didn't like, you know, throw down with him right then. But, yeah. you know. I don't know, maybe because he thought Cranmer would stand up for Geralt.
0: I don't understand their whole vibe. I don't understand yeah. how Falwick doesn't know who he is. I don't yeah. understand why
1: Geralt took this long to reveal who he is. It's just weird. Well, that's what I said. I don't understand a lot of... Yeah. It, connecting the dots in Falwick's story does not make sense. Um, but, um, yeah, and you would think the white hair would have been... A yeah, giveaway. like, there's this yeah. white-haired
0: little boy that threatens to kill you, and then, like, 40 or however many years later, there's a white-haired witcher that's...
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean... I could chalk it up to so much time has passed. Maybe, maybe yeah. Falwick has forgotten, but, um, but I don't know, especially, you know, since he knows the Witcher, <laughs> yeah. especially seeing Geralt kind of dodge all those blows. Although I guess that was, that was the second of That was after he had already been banished. So maybe he wouldn't have seen how Also, Geralt does runs. no one but know still. that
0: Falwick is a Witcher? Because like, if he's posing as this human dude, aren't they going to notice at some point that he hasn't aged?
1: <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Maybe that's why he's like kind of jumping from from Yeah, thing to thing. Thing to thing. Yeah. He's doing it like vampire, you know, (laughs) like how vampires sort of hide themselves. But
2: still the like, oh right, that kid I swore to kill did have (laughs) white hair. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was Uh. weird. Um, but I do like the scene up until that point. Um and then yeah, like I think I think after that we, you know, things start kind of coming together. Geralt is like riding around and that's when he finds um Renfrees handiwork yeah a bunch of
0: elves on spikes man yeah like all just violently
1: killed and impaled um why they call her threader apparently (laughs) shrike well
0: yeah because a shrike is a bird that that's how they hunt they drop their prey onto like spikes and barbs and stuff Mm. so that they're like little carnivores and that's how they kill things so she got that nickname because she had a in the books with. Supposedly, like impale her victims. Well,
1: that's so, that makes a, that's well, what makes a lot more sense than it being Shredder. like you know yeah well, like yeah yeah angry angry seamstress right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know? So that's but, um, why that's why she Shrike. because like Shrike, that's how Shrikes hunt. Mm, so well,
1: see we're learning we're learning some nature stuff nature. Oh right? <laughs> um, yeah, getting, we're getting some we're getting some zoology learning <laughs> um, but um. They're yeah, little asshole no.
0: burns man <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so so yeah so that's that's what we we see we see the evidence of this we don't see renfri um mm-hmm. the only reason we know it's her is because one of the guys maybe there might have been a couple of them that were still alive but one of them Geralt, talks to and asks who did it and he says this monster woman and we know it's renfri so um they asked for Geralt to have mercy to put them out of their misery and so he kills them but he kills them very violently you know? yeah like, that was weird too like like you know you could have just you know quick little yeah little, just truth you know, in the heart yeah yeah um you know or like yeah like like in i i don't know i don't think you've read game of the game of thrones book but in that they tell you know just a quick blade through the ear you know it's oh, painless yeah. and quick but like um that's how that's how he um um, what's his name? The the guy teaches the hound teaches Arya, you mm. know, the the gift of mercy. Um, but I was thinking of that, or yeah, like you said, a quick blade through the heart. But instead, <laughs> Geralt like is like, <laughs> like you know, yeah. chopping it up like he was chopping the the monster in the swamp earlier and like getting all angry and you know i'm just like what is going on and then there's so, another one too like after he
2: violently slashes up the one guy there's some other yeah. guy off camera who's like oh uh, me too please <laughs> like, are
1: you sure <laughs> you just saw what he did to your buddy man. Uh, you're gonna <laughs> bleed out
0: pretty soon i was <laughs> like
1: uh... um but yeah <laughs> apparently you know girl you know he he only he only kills people in in self-defense but you know or unless they ask him to and then he does it as violently as possible (laughs) um but there's like you know so there's that weird scene and then he's writing um and he's trying to get back to um to the temple because he says they're under Mm -hmm. their protection and i think he thinks you know he knows that that um um Falwick is going to come for them. Stir some and, shit. Yeah, but he's he's kind of blindsided by these these peasant people who have just had, this one woman's had one of her sons killed by a monster, and he first, like, wants to keep going. He's like, I'll be back, I promise. But, you know, they, they lay the guilt on him, and he's like, all right, fine. Hold on to my horse, and, you know, I'll I'll be back in a day or two. And goes off into the woods. Um, and, um, and as he's doing that, you get the scene with uh, the um, temple where um the order of the rose is pounding on the door the the priestesses are all kind of freaking out what do we do um Nenica's like you know we we stand tall we we don't hide we hide in our robes you know um, meaning like we you know we just we 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 confront them and she's just like let them in and um and you know Series off, hidden somewhere. We don't know where Iola hid her, uh, but all the rest are out. They're waiting, and the doors open. All these knights ride in, and and that's where it ends. So, yeah. Um, the assumption is like Gerald, Like it sounded like maybe he heard the knocking, like from where he was. It was a little weird, but also maybe that was just a weird transition and he doesn't. But the thing is, he's not there.
0: Yeah, so. and there was an interesting moment. You were talking about Aeola and Siri earlier, where Aeola basically says oh, to Siri, like, you got to be, you know, it's, it doesn't matter that you're a child. You're the future queen of Sintra. Like, all this special blood flows through your veins, and you got to put I yourself have, first. I have the line here. Go for want.
1: it. It says, I don't have the, all of it, but the main part is, that means you have to act as a queen, not as a child. You have to survive no matter what. Think about yourself. You have to live. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I think that was in response to her saying you have, um, you know, royal blood or, you know, the blood of the queen, the house of Cintra. Yeah. Like you were saying. And that's what she says that means. You know, you got to,
0: you got to survive first and survive. But,
1: yeah. 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 Um, which is, is true. And that's actually, that's definitely, in my opinion, Iola's best moment it's the one time she's not acting like a weirdo a bit, you know <laughs> um and um i mean there is a bit also so um so there is a scene with i and i don't remember where it happens where she says she she saw kind of death and destruction mm-hmm. and um and nenica says not here like like there is a little bit like nenica definitely seems to think you know um um the temple is you know um sacred ground, like whether she's thinking Melatelle will protect her, whether she's thinking you know they'll honor this sort of sanctuary you know there's just this this tradition this sort of you know informal agreement that they've always lived by um but she seems to think they're they that it's um insurmountable or like you know um impenetrable like like you know they might they might come in, but they're not going to actually um you know draw blood or you know like like you know do violence here on this this sacred ground and um and and I think Iola is kind of telling her actually you know I think this we're heading towards destruction and Denica doesn't want to hear it and so 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 there is a bit there there are some kind of exchanges there but I do think I the scene with Iola and Siri is the best one and um yeah it does make it make <laughs> you wonder if episode 10 is going to start with like you know the temple burning or something like that or you know all these these priestesses and anyone else they're sheltering, either getting captured or slain or something, you know. Some kind um, of
2: aggressive littering.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone throwing their gloves down. <laughs> um Yeah. No, I don't, you know, it, it doesn't look good for the temple. So, um, and that's, yeah. What do you think of ending it on a cliffhanger? I, I think I it's kind of
0: cool. I'm, I do too. I'm happy for a cliffhanger. It's like, ooh, yeah. look at you, Hexer. The big thing yeah. now.
1: I did, too. I thought, you know, like, let's have let's like more directly connect these episodes, especially since we're getting more and more towards the end. So um, so let's build to something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I liked it, too. I was totally surprised. I'm like, whoa, wait, really? That's how you're ending (laughs) it. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of episode nine. What did you think of it as a whole,
0: Valerie? um it was okay it you know i like some of the stuff they did some of the stuff was like okay i mean it's a lot of it's original for the most part so that was kind of cool and not not all of it but you know they kind of picked and chose from some of the the first short story book but yeah, yeah. i'm kind of i don't know i feel like that i'm giving you a non-answer it was fine <laughs> all right i i liked it better yeah. than a
1: lot I, I would say i liked more of it than i did not um like i um like you you're right it's a lot of it was original um but they did some of what they've been doing in these recent episodes where they've adapted um some from a story cuz like the last episode yeah. you know you had the beginning with the striga story and then you had some stuff that was just kind of completely made up you had the scene with Neneka where it was like i guess you could say that was maybe drawn from um the voice of reason as well and um and then you had the scene with um Calante, where um that was that came from uh what is it, the something more short story mm-hmm. at the end of um Sword of Destiny. And so it's like you drew from some places, you made up some some stuff like completely, and um and so they they kind of balanced all of it, they blended it all together. But I think you know it it worked it sometimes. That works better than other times. Um, you know, that Renfrey um dryad episode i think was really clunky yeah. Um so hector does not always do a good job with that this one i thought they balanced it all pretty well like my criticisms are with this translation we get um maybe iola is a little weird you know i don't quite always get what's going on with her and <laughs> uh, this weird dream and this weird you know spirit halloween grim reaper guy <laughs> um but like um but you know those Odd moments aside, I thought and then taking everything we said about Falwick aside because i I think that's prior to this episode, this episode um it 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 makes sense you got I know what Falwick's doing this episode. It's clear what he's doing here. We haven't always been able to say that in the past, but here it's like he's like he's he's on this mission to root out um these refugees, but like really, his secret mission is he's looking for siri um because um and we didn't talk about it, but they did reveal that the Emperor wants Siri and they assume he wants to um marry her, which is what And the then to be an heir.
0: Yeah, they yeah, which is too, yeah.
1: which is what the assumption is in the book. Now we know all of us who are watching the Netflix series that that um she's his daughter, but um in the books, you know, they don't they don't know that because um, you know, you, you don't get to see the emperor, you don't know that it that he's Dooney, and so for almost the entire book, you're thinking he wants to marry this, this, you know, this young Siri. Um, or if you don't think that, you don't know what he wants with her. So here, it's like, yeah, they're very much at that stage. They think he wants to marry her. Um, no, they do say that, it's
0: an error, though. Like they, they change their tune pretty quickly. Um, he says, yeah, he has a wife, but he doesn't yeah. have any kids. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, no, no. You guys mis- misunderstood that. He's saying, um because that one guy says oh, politics you know like like he's saying she, the wife has not given him kids so the idea is he'll get kids from siri um hmm. and the wife is going to go away like that's oh, basically what that's what not what were. i
0: yeah that was not my interpretation of that scene. oh that's
1: totally what was going on oh, okay. <laughs> like because that one guy kind of like goes out of the way he's like he's like he has a wife but he doesn't have any kids and he any he, and and then that one other not the king not the prince or Falwick, there's that one other guy in the scene who says something like like um you know it's I'm paraphrasing but he's like he's like yes you know he you know he needs an heir and it's like um and um or he's like the wife isn't giving him kids but um you know um like politics you know we can basically we can get rid of her or something hmm. like that okay. um so it's like he you know they're thinking they're thinking he wants her because you know because yeah she could produce an heir and with the um the, the heir of Sintra as, you know, as his child, like basically, it, you know, it cements his, his claim. And then of course, Neneca thinks the same thing too, yeah. you know, um, Neneca and the the temple. So I think that's where you're supposed to be right now. Hmm. Narratively with this is thinking that um, like she even says, younger people have been forced to marry and stuff like that. So, you know, it's gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was gross in the book too, but I think that's what they're thinking. Um, and um, and I actually, yeah, kind of like that scene because I'm like, oh, you're getting you're getting dark, guys. <laughs> 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 um, because I don't think um, I don't think he has he doesn't have a wife. In, now in the book, I was like, Pavetta, you survived
0: that shipwreck where are you at, right, girl?
2: <laughs> so here's a question, since we're getting into all this, uh, all these politics uh where's iced in all this did he
0: die he died off screen yeah he no, he died before in the last episode where girl calanthe meet up again there's this one line like calanthe is so sad because not only did her daughter die but then her husband the king also died off screen for two seconds
1: so siri is all she has left at that time that's why she doesn't want to take want girl to take her away right right but, but yeah, but, it
2: wasn't iced. Also, weirdly, the king of another yes, kingdom. Yes, of like Skellige. So what's yep. going on? Skellige, That's right.
0: Yeah. And so what's going on there? They didn't think Who that did? one through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Skellige like an island. In off the far. book, in the book, he's like the second son or the third son yeah. or something. He's not. He's the heir, not the king. Yeah. Which is why he can go marry Calanthe. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not sense. inheriting. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but um, yeah. So anyhow, um, maybe not everything kind of fits together. But like you, I know what what um Falwick's doing. Um, like his his motives are clear in this episode. Um, you um you you don't quite know I mean you don't fully 100 know why he's what he needs Renfrey for, but it's not it's easy enough to kind of, you know, figure out like, all right, he's supposed to be hunting el- elves and she kills elves. So um, you know, maybe um maybe, you know, he he just wants to be rid of all of them and he needs someone to do the dirty work. Um so you get kind of why they bring her in. You do get what kind of Neneca is doing, and you know, and Geralt's just trying to get better, you know, and heal yeah. for much of this. Um, so it kind of all makes sense. Um, in in so they balance the the established story with the new yeah. stuff better than they do, I think, on average. And so I think this episode like works by and large. And you know, the fact that we're getting more Neneca and we're getting a lot more Neneca, mm-hmm. and I think she's fun. The fact that we're getting, um, you know, we're we'll finally get a good, you know, fall week episode and that they're setting up Renfrey, There's a lot here that I like. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I I'm not going to say it's my favorite Hexer episode, but I would I would say there's a lot more of it I like than that I don't like. But I will say something that I um, don't like more than <laughs> I do like. Does that make sense? You know, like I like a lot less. Then, I, then the stuff I don't like is this whiskey. That was very awkward, fan. but you know, you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Whis- whiskey bad, episode yeah. okay. <laughs> I blame this whiskey for the fact that I could well, not. Well, I'm going to tell like, you a little bit about this whiskey. I don't have too much information, but we as we mentioned earlier, quotes? whiskey quotes. Uh, yeah. White Dog is by Buffalo Trace, which is a company out of Kentucky. Uh, the term white dog actually refers to whiskey that comes straight off the still, sometimes known as hoo or, or, or Moonshine uh, from earlier in the episode. Um, it's unaged, which means that it spends no time aging and absorbing flavor from barrels, although water is usually added to dilute the alcohol content. The lack of barrel aging is also what accounts for the clear, a.k.a. white color. So when you're aging it in the barrel, that's where you get like the brown color from. But since this doesn't age, it's not brown. Ah, uh, this particular bottle. You were close, Tim. You said one twenty-six. It's actually one twenty-five, uh, and sixty-two point five percent ABV. So uh, <laughs> there you go. I,
1: I gave it one more proof. Point. One more all proof.
0: Right. So not a fan, huh? Don't like drinking uh, ethanol. <laughs> That's what it
1: tastes like we're drinking. I mean,
0: like not an Everclear this, fan back in the day.
1: <laughs> like all this stuff. The more of it you drink, kind of the less you mind, you know. But I, I'm, I'm not a fan of this. Sean, is this whiskey? <laughs> like, I know you're not drinking it, but you, you know cake? what we're drinking. Is this whiskey? Is this, you know? Can you call this whiskey, considering it's not aged, um, at all? And you, you definitely can't
2: call it, uh, like bourbon or rye or, um. Or, you know, scotch. I mean, in in Scotland, they would not call it whiskey. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, bourbon and rye, they all have to, you know, they have to be aged a certain amount. They have to start out in, uh, you know, virgin barrels, uh, virgin white oak barrels. There are fewer rules for, like, a lot of other uh, places around the the globe. Uh, But in America, I don't know, the rules are getting looser and looser. Like, traditionally, uh, it would just be, like, moonshine. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not sure if they've like revised the laws to to accommodate people wanting to brand things as unaged whiskey.
1: I mean, they do call it whiskey on the bottle. So, you know, yeah. it's it's, um you know, but by their ball.
2: So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. By their label. And I think that's kind of how we how we kind of that's 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 a gauge we use in deciding what we're going to have on the podcast. So I think this is fair for the podcast. Um, if we're sticking just to whiskey but i don't know i don't know if it fits my definition of whiskey Um, i'm
0: gonna argue with you i don't think they actually call it whiskey on the bottle they make reference to whiskey oh no it does say never mind i lied it does say at the very bottom in the back they're very careful to be like oh it's a whiskey distilled you know
1: (laughs) yeah it says whiskey distilled and bottled there you go okay you are correct But, but you you are right like they don't like like for then you guys will post a picture of the bottle, but it doesn't say white dog whiskey. It says white dog mash number one. Mm-hmm. Um and um and Valerie's right. They they while I they, they do say whiskey on the bottle, it's not it's not prominent. Um, so and it certainly doesn't look like whiskey. Like if yeah. I saw this, you know, and just kind of gave it a quick look, I'd be like, like, because it's clear, I'd either think vodka or if I looked a little closer, I'd be like, oh, moonshine. And I do wonder where they shelve this in liquor stores um i don't know if sean has any idea um if you do speak up sean but like i do wonder if this would go um with the moonshines rather than with the the whiskeys Do you know sean or no uh
2: in my store we have we only have that in half bottles Uh and all the half bottles sit together behind the register
1: Oh, okay. So, so
2: it's, it's not in the whiskey section, but I don't know that it
1: wouldn't be. Mm. Okay. Um, are there other white whiskeys that you know of that like you you guys stock or that you've had or? Um... Uh, I know Jack Daniel's does one, or they have done one. I don't know. Mm. If, I think it was a
2: limited release. Mm. Uh, I think that was the one I tried and didn't really care for. Yeah. Um, but there's one. I've called... seen at least one other one also.
0: Yeah, there is. Uh, well there's johnny walker the white walker i'm not sure if that's actually white or not Uh, death's door white whiskey is one Mm. um we've got buffalo trace the one we're drinking right now and then there are some that are leaning into the moonshine there's an actual one um jepetha i'm gonna say j-e-p-t-h-a jepetha creed and that's a moonshine they've got moonshine Mm. on the bottle Mm. proper yeah So there are some out there
1: yeah yeah well it's I'm not going to like, you know, trash moonshine. It's just it's like, I don't know if that's I feel like this is more moonshine than than whiskey. And um, and by that, then it's like hard to really, you know, assess for me because I'm certainly not a moonshine drinker with any sort of regularity. Um, Like, you know, this is one Valerie where I actually 100 percent agree with you. It tastes like booze. It
0: tastes (laughs) like burning. There's also also a a Hudson, New York one. There's a High West does one. So there's a few. George Dickel has one. So, yeah, there's something called Popcorn Sutton. I think it was a Dickel one I had. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. wasn't a fan. Bibb and Tucker, Old Smoky Moonshine. So, yeah, there's a bunch, but. Like, I don't know how people who are big moonshine people or
1: people who um, distill it, like assess it because like i feel like moonshine is assessed by how quickly it can fuck you up you know (laughs) um like like i don't know that it has much of a flavor profile to me so the
0: the profile i have it says it has a sweet aroma with a slight burn slight burn the corn coats the tongue with oil and vanilla so it's supposed to be corn forward with uh i can get the corn I mean I'm I'm smelling it and I'm
1: like I guess it's probably maybe it's sweet compared to moonshines but like compared to you know 98% of the whiskeys we've had no I wouldn't say this is sweet um not yeah. by the not on the nose and um let me try it hang on
0: It definitely burns on the way down
1: Yeah it's not as bad of a burn as some stuff we've had right um and I mean, I'm sure there's corn there. I'm like, there is sort of like this coatiness to it, but I don't know. You know, it just, I just, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm out of my element and I'm not even in, you know, I'm still learning the element of learning whiskey. So, um, I, I'd be really curious if Sean could get anything, but I have a feeling Sean's opinion, if he was drinking this, would be kind of similar. I don't know that he'd be a fan. Um, I don't know that it'd be something that he would want to drink much of because it's just so different than, you know, what we normally drink. Um, so yeah, this I'll might be try
2: it when I'm uh, back off the wagon. I'm yeah. and then.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like, again, I'm not a big moonshine guy, but it's like sometimes we'll have whiskeys and we're like, oh, I don't like it straight. I don't like it, you know, neat. But like it might be good as a, you know, in cocktails as a mixer whiskey. I can't see mixing this with anything. Maybe maybe if you're a more of a professional kind of experienced mixologist, you could, I could see using this as part of a, 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 bigger, you know, cocktail. Um, but like, you know, I wouldn't make like an old fashioned out of this or a Manhattan out of this, or, a, you know, um, I don't think I'd even want like a whiskey sour or anything like that out of this, you know? So it's just like the, the standard kind of cocktails this would not work for. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, like
0: this is a whiskey Coca-Cola kind of situation or a, you think so like yeah just throw it in a one lone mixer i wouldn't mix this with like try to make a cocktail out of this necessarily i think i would I, just well, I think bring mix- it to a party and be like here you go have fun
1: i'll bet you a, a good mixologist oh, yeah. make a cocktail out of this but like um but yeah Tim, I, I,
0: I am not a good mixologist. yeah no, <laughs> no neither
1: of us maybe sean could i don't know what sean
0: where he assesses his,
1: his um cocktail making abilities at but yeah i think you and i <laughs> would not be able float to it that. on top
0: and set it on fire yeah
1: um <laughs> i did yeah, mess this... around
2: with moonshine but uh yeah we could have some fun with that <laughs> this i've you had know
1: a what? few moonshines but uh never tried to mix them yeah oh. like this valerie honestly this this feels to me like uh uh you know a spirit that we would maybe do shots of when we Mm -hmm. get a review that's what this that's what this feels like (laughs) would it be more painful than that rum that we just had Uh, i think so yeah oh really yeah Um, i don't know i feel like that burned more than that did burn as well yeah but we didn't we aren't shooting this so maybe we shot it, it would probably it would probably burn not that i'm going to do
0: that nope <laughs> <laughs> Leave all right well, five star review and maybe <laughs> yeah
1: care more on the character in the episode that makes you know the worst decision like a, a decision that just leads to bad things for them and um you know bad choices or just like acts like an ass i guess i think sometimes we pick people for um I kind of feel like there's only one choice in this episode. Okay,
0: you say that. <laughs> oh, really? Like, no, I cause... mean, I feel like there's also only one choice in this episode, but. Like, I, I like you know, I could see. Okay, um, before we get into
1: it, I could see like, you know. Yeah, you can always surprise me. Um, and I do think there are the seeds for another care moron that like. um I thought about, but I'm like, ah, I want to see how, how things play out um, in episode two. So, uh, or, not, you know what I mean, episode 10. That second part, presumably yeah, the second part of this episode. Yeah, um, episode 10. So, so, um, so I, I, I'm like, you know what, no. like, If I'm just focusing on this episode, there's only one potential care moron,
0: and that is... Our, this, uh, do you want to do a one, two, three, all at yeah. the same time? yeah. All okay, right. one, two, three. Ta- yeah. yeah, woo!
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yay. I mean, we may all pronounce him differently, but <laughs> each one a different pronunciation. <laughs> so, so he- here's what I I'll say, and then I'll hear what you because we're probably all going to say about the same thing. But yeah, like, th- this Talus guy is kind of the like you know like he's the mold. He's the what started the whole. Don't fuck with witchers. Why does everyone <laughs> think they want to fight witchers? Because, um, you know, he's a character from the short story um, from, you know, the voice of reason story. And it's just like he's as big of an idiot in that story, too, for thinking he could take Geralt. Like, he's just like a dumbass. And I feel like, like, um, I don't know. I mean, I possibly, I guess there are like kind of like these sort of no name characters that might you know fight Geralt prior to this the story in the last wish book but it's like you know they build up this whole story to Geralt taking this guy down and i kind of feel like it's definitive don't fuck with witcher stories so it's like you you can't you know we're always picking care morons who think they can take Geralt or other witchers um this guy is like i think the epitome of that so um i couldn't pick anyone (laughs) It but helps
2: a little bit to know that actually, because like I'm getting so bored of picking care morons that are just like,
1: why do you think you fuck with Geralds? Just stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, there. It it's always the easy choice in these episodes. So I've tried sometimes to think outside that box, but I feel like I couldn't not pick this one because he's so, you know, he's just as big of an idiot in the story. Um, He's just one of the dumber. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are these characters in the Witcher franchise that are just notoriously stupid, and he's one of them. Like, laughably so. Yeah. Uh, like, laughably so. So, yeah. Valerie, what are, your, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything you said. I have a few little fun facts about him. Um, apparently, oh, cool. <laughs> he is in the Blood and Wine expansion at the oh, Knights he? tournament in Tucson so oh, he, he uh apparently Wait, challenges the witcher again i was gonna
1: say is he the one that you know,
0: challenges you to that fight like, i think so to... yeah i i haven't played it in a while so i'll let you know once i get back well, there but yeah it says that he challenges uh the witcher so. well
1: there's there's interesting i want to hear the other fun facts but really yeah. just quick interjection it's interesting because um in the blood and wine if it's where i'm mm-hmm. thinking there's that it's that tournament that mm-hmm. you you have to enter as that part of that side quest and like depending on whether you win the tournament or lose the tournament, the follow-up I think is different. Maybe mm. like, I feel like um, there are different things. So I, I wonder um, like the, the, when I did my playthrough and you know, when you finally get to when you get, whenever you get to, that, it'll be a while on your current oh, yes. playthrough. You have to tell me I'm in what Velen. Happens. Fucking Velen, like, Velen at the moment. But like, but like that, when I did my playthrough, um, I ended up having to fight this guy, like fist fight this guy, I think um, in a, you know, after the tournament and i'm wondering if that's who it was um because they yeah they did have history and and that would make sense yeah that's cool okay he supposedly
0: is also in witcher 2 assassin of kings although he's Mm. arthur talus but Mm. there are apparently mentions of the story that they reference as well in witcher 2 Mm. so well that i haven't played so yeah same
2: (laughs) Um, so is he from tucson I don't um, think so.
0: It doesn't say. Okay. Yeah. Cuz if he was, there's, there's a, isn't isn't Toussaint like Witcher France? Yes, there's yeah. a big knight tournament. So all these knights he's, come in the game to Toussaint for like this yeah. big knight tournament. So that's why he's there. He's he's not if he
2: was from Toussaint that I was going to say, that maybe it's pronounced Tyler. Tylei. Yeah,
1: no. He's not from Toussaint in the in the story because um it's mentioned that like what I was talking about earlier about this this prince, um, gotta keep forgetting his name because he's not in anything other than this. Um, this prince um, here, here, ward, um, how he's like, you know, he basically is a sponsor of this Order of the White Rose, um, and that they've, they've, um, they recruit a lot of sort of, um, um, I guess, wealthy, um, um, you know, uh, like, like wealthy sons from that kingdom and um and he was one of them so he was he was not a uh a, a sort of kind of um a person who earned his knighthood the the way most knights do he was just he sort of bought like basically how it infers is that he bought his way into this order and he bought his 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 knighthood which is one reason he's like got us he's an idiot and then yeah, also seems it to have, <laughs> he also seems to have kind of a chip on his shoulder um so um so, yeah, as a matter of fact, if we don't have anything um, further to say about care morons, nope. we could move right into off the path because I think this ties yep. in, this sets it up nicely. See, in off the path, um, what I really wanted to talk about was like you know this 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 fight this duel because it happens in both, but it's a little bit different in the book. Um, now we talked about this a bit in our last like full episode, he- last Hexer episode. Um, the voice of reason is not a normal short story. It's kind of these little interludes that play out in between yeah, the short it's like, stories. It's
0: a framing device in an yeah. original novel. Yeah. The first in the, short the story last, novel. Yeah. The
1: last wish. And um, and this largely draws from the very last um um of those chapters. Um there's uh there's like I talked about the first one, this 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 scene with Iola, the very last one, the last thing you'll read in The Last Wish, if you're reading it. Through you know um, chronologically, um, start to finish, is this last part, um, which basically tells the story of the duel. Now the the confrontation in the temple happens. I think that's like part three, maybe of the of the story. So it sets up Falwick, it sets up Tylus, and then you have some other things happen um, in the Voice of Reason. Um, Dandelion is introduced. Um, Yennefer, is, she's not in the story, but she's discussed heavily. So. There's um a little bit of that and then this it ends with this. And what you um what you find out in that story, like like one big key difference, probably the biggest difference. Well, there's a few, but like I think the biggest one is um dandelion is in this this story in the book. Um, Dandelion is with Geralt when all this happens. Um, I think it could have used Dandelion to be honest. I think mm-hmm. um having Yaskir um would have been nice. I kind of missed Yaskir this episode. But um but like um yeah he's he's there and what you find out is basically um uh Falwick wants this duel to happen because he wants um Talus to make a name for himself because he is this 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 sort of person who got who basically bought his way into the order he do, he doesn't have he's not a seasoned knight he doesn't he, has, he hasn't you know gone to battle or won duels or won tournaments or anything like that he's you know he's a he's a dummy you know he has no fighting skills whatsoever so basically this is like all set up as like a way you know it's supposed to be a can't lose scenario for talus and you find out like you know Geralt can't turn it down um if he turns it down I think he'll be hung like that's like you know what and the guard is there to make sure that that will happen um he can't actually you know strike talus himself because if he is he'll be hauled in in front of the 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 king and will probably be tortured and, and beaten and you know um because because you know he's uh um talus is like a, a a royal son he's like well regarded in the his family's well regarded in the kingdom and um and, you know, and and basically he needs to, the idea is like Talos is going to win this duel. And it's not a fight to the death. It's just going to be, you know, first blood, but that like, you know, Geralt can't do anything really to defend himself. Um, he can't even fight with his own sword. He's given Falwick's um, sword, you know, which is a lot heavier than the sword that Geralt is used to. So even that's a disadvantage. The one disadvantage I give him in, the the show that he does not get in the the short stories he's not blindfolded in the short story he's just you know he's able to see um they added the blindfold so they even made it a little worse in the in the hexer show (laughs) um but the thing plays out the same way you know he um he dodges he you know does some smack talking and um and ultimately you know deflects um talus's blade into his own face and so (laughs) talus is like you know all all, you know, screaming, like Falwick wants to, to, you know, wants the, the guard to capture Geralt and bring him in. And, um, the, you know, Cranmer you know, refuses to do it because he says, nope, Taylor you know, he was hit by his own sword. Um, it's his bad luck. So he can't, you know, you can't, that, you know, like Geralt didn't do anything and he refuses to take him in. There is a little, um, anti-dwarven sort of comments from, from Falwick. And then there's a bit where like, I think Geralt actually challenges Falwick. Cause Falwick said, um, you know, he, um, he can't turn, like because Taylor's challenged Geralt, Geralt can't turn him down because he's not a knight. And so, um, and so, so if he's, if he turns him down, he's unworthy um, and he will be brought in. And like, I think, yeah, like hanged. And then, um, but like if Geralt challenges, talus is up to talus whether he wants to fight him or not talus can say no you're beneath me and turn him down so gerald challenges Falwick and you know he's basically dares him to say you know no you're beneath me and kind of basically says you saying that is basically proving you're a coward through like a lot of fancy words and so there's a little bit of that sort of stuff okay, so we talked about this a little bit
0: Renfrey, it counts it counts it, she was it in counts. it counts
1: <laughs> It counts. Although like... I
0: did say no series, so I was wrong about that. But I did say we'd get a Renfree fallwick combo, which we did in more ways than I could have in- anticipated, so. Yeah, now,
1: I I also don't remember what I said. I remember I didn't say Renfri. I see,
0: you said Nenica, Yaskier, no Renfree
1: Okay. All Sean right, said
0: half short story. Sean and I both said Witcher Council, which we were wrong on, although there was yeah. like a flashback dream sequence. Mm. And then, Tim, you went big and said there's going to be a Bruxa. <laughs> did i say
1: it? you did <laughs> um i i thought i said I, they were just going to make up their own you know, this one was going to make up its own story but maybe i said there would be a bruxa i
0: don't know it was a while i think ago. you decided I, to drunkenly double down on something okay. ridiculous
1: Um i do that at <laughs> but like i i knew this was like um yeah you know i i um i knew i like i i didn't say rent-free. um I had forgotten I had said Neneca, but you're right. Now that you say that, I remember I remember predicting Neneca. So I got that right. Um, but it was wrong <laughs> about Yaskir. Um I do think this would have benefited with a for you know, would have benefited from a little Yaskir, And I guess they didn't comment on Falwick at all. Um I think I actually I said probably said no Falwick because I was thinking they'd save him till the very end. So we'll um we'll have to see. But this is this I think you know, you probably did better than I did, but like um and I don't know where we score Sean, but I feel like you did better <laughs> than I did. But, like, I um, I wasn't, I didn't strike out entirely. At least I got Nettica right.
0: So. We're getting closer, the, the yeah. less we have to play with. Speaking of which, what are your predictions for uh, yeah. the next episode? Well, I'd like to point out that yes. way back in the pilot,
2: I predicted that we'd see more of Gerald seeing, like, Spirit visions of his mother.
1: <laughs> you did, you did. Well done,
2: so Sean. So that finally paid off. There you yeah, go. Yeah, but
1: you need you need to predict it for this episode if you want to get real points for it. <laughs> I, I
2: I believe that I did.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to check that. <laughs> I checked the dwarf earlier. Um, but like, all right. So next episode. Now, now we're getting into like new territory in that like it kind of sets you know because this is a cliffhanger kind of sets up what's coming next now i would kind of crack up. i'm not going to predict this but i would kind of crack up if hexer fucking hexered like it's never (laughs) hexered before and just threw a random (laughs) short story that like they do like the the um you know, the the Nivellen story next nah. or something like that. You know, <laughs> like like, oh yeah, forget everything that just happened. We're gonna it's gonna have, you know, cause Geralt was going off in the woods. Maybe he finds, you know, the villain and that's the monster. And then we'll get back to to um the temple in episode eleven. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> um I'm not gonna predict that. But here's what I'm gonna predict. I um obviously think we're gonna get more Neneca in the next episode because I think, you know, they're they're you know. I mean, yeah, if we, we pick up where this left off, there's going to be more Netica. Um, Same reason. I think we're going to get more Falwick. Um, I don't think I'm predicting anything you're not going to predict. Um, yeah. But I will say this, and maybe you'll pre- say this too, but I don't know. I'm going to predict that we will get Renfri. We'll get more Renfri, but we are not going to get um, the lesser evil. I think we are going to get like kind of made up original Renfri stuff um in this next episode and i think um episode 11 or possibly even a little bit later will be like like the lesser evil i think will be our last rent free episode we're not going to get force ghost rent free i think <laughs> um, i think you know that'll be the last one and so because of that it's not going to be this next one so um yeah that's my prediction we'll get Renfri. free um and so oh so yeah i guess i think most of what we will get I'm going to kind of predict this again. Most of what we will get in our next episode, I think will be kind of made up original material, not really based on any short story. So that's what I think.
0: I think we're going to, I think maybe the monster that Geralt is going off to fight in the woods is going to somehow lead him to an encounter with Renfri. I think he's going yeah. to meet, meet up with her in you the be woods right. somewhere. And I think it's like you said, there might be some pulling from their story, but it's not going to be that whole story now. I don't think so. And then, yeah, I think we'll get some stuff. I don't know. Part of me is like maybe the temple won't be in this episode at all. Maybe it's just going to cliffhanger to Geralt and Renfrey in the woods and then we won't see anything that like would until be the kind next of, episode. That would be kind of what I'm <laughs> talking about, Hexer yeah, yeah. and Cyrene.
1: Like it's never before Yeah, that's
0: what I'm gonna say. No Neneca, no Temple, no Falwick in the next episode. Oh, you're going, and... yeah, you're, you're, going you're going. Yeah, I'm pulling
1: the Tim. You're going bold in the next one. Okay. Yep. All right. That's All what right. I'm
0: going with. The, I, this giant I'm, cliffhanger is gonna cliffhanger for another episode.
1: I I I appreciate the boldness, <laughs> the, the taking a chance, taking a risk, rolling the dice, going for that hard eight. I appreciate it. <laughs> <Dollar>. <laughs> uh, much respect, my friend. Now, Sean. <laughs> what are your what are your thoughts
2: i'm not sure if there'll be none of that uh i don't think that'll be the focus of the episode because i think Geralt's gonna need to like round up a posse uh and my guess as to who that would be was uh he was gonna have to go slay that monster and then like you know get you know somehow gather you know a bunch of elves to uh <laughs> come and help him take on guido and the the gang um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, since, you know, they're setting up Renfri, maybe it'll be the Monster Woman and her and the Seven Dwarves. So, um, but uh, I did also predict as, you know, in the long run, Geralt was going to have to wind up rescuing Ciri from uh, from Guido. So I don't know if that's going to happen, if she's going to get taken by him in the next episode, but I do still predict that that's
1: coming up. <laughs> um okay. Do <laughs> you, you think they'll actually translate his name as Guido? In- I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I, I
2: also hope that uh so what was the name of the, the the prince that uh is bossing around Guido right now?
1: Oh, um Herewall.
2: Yes. I hope that he sticks around long enough to eventually be translated as Howard. That's, <laughs> that's
1: <one of> <laughs> <production>. <laughs> prince Howard? Prince Howard. <laughs> Now we got to do a, a toast with this weird
0: whiskey dollar. Right? <laughs> I got to pour some in here. My glass is empty. No, I still got some.
1: <laughs> I got to admit, I've not been downing this quite as regularly. So as
0: what you're saying is you're not going to have a problem taking that bottle pick? That uh, bottle's going to be pretty full.
1: Yeah, it's still pretty full. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've certainly had some, had enough to fill it. This stuff is fucking strong. So. Yeah. I'm sure yes. you guys are noticing, but like, <laughs> yeah. To I've that not... point, I've got one more prediction
2: that you're about to toast to barrels and <laughs> into,
1: to the that <laughs> into them. God damn it, Sean! <laughs> How'd you steal my toast? <laughs> um, I told you this was going to be a silly toast, right, Valerie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, Sean, ha- I gotta ask, how's how's Susie doing? <laughs> oh, not so bad. Yeah, uh, she's slightly
2: less trouble these days. We've yeah. been, uh, you know, training her and uh, super snuggly. Also okay. trouble whenever she can she can manage to be. Uh, she was the best little snuggler while I was actually like really sick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I got some pretty solid shots of her helping snuggle me back to health.
1: So okay, well that's what I was thinking. Is this is white dog? So I well, <laughs> well Susie is not a white dog, um. I'm going to, you know, toast to, to our, our kind of, um, you know, our podcast pet, to, to Susie Aww. Q. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, her training and kind of behavioral stuff, you know, continues the way we want it to. And, you know, we can have her as a guest on the podcast again. <laughs> so She so watch cheer- more roofs. Yeah. <laughs> cheers to Susie Q. Yeah, uh,
0: cheers.
2: To our house, Hippo.
1: So, yeah, I, I don't know what
0: I'm going to do with this. Like leftover white dog. Uh, (laughs) So you bring it to a party with like some Coke.
1: Yeah. And by Coke, I
0: mean Coca-Cola. Although, hey, your mileage may vary. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I don't. I think mixing this and cocaine would be a very bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, right. This feels like this is already going to. Two
0: extremes. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess we'll have to hold on to it so Sean can try it at some point. (laughs) but you know like it's like sometimes when i have like leftover whiskeys like i have friends that i'll i'll drink them with the ones that we've tried on the podcast i'm like i don't want to subject any of my friends to to this (laughs) i don't like i don't think any of my friends are into moonshine or really drinking really heavy crazy you know get fucked up real quick sort of stuff but um We could do a side
2: quest of trying to turn it into some kind of cocktail since Buffalo Grace (laughs) wants us to believe that that's a thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like I said, I'm sure there are people that could do that. I think it would be very, very not. I think think we'd be very unsuccessful if we tried to do that ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't do it. Sean, you're more than welcome to take a stab. (laughs) Um, But yeah. All right, guys. Well, do we have anything else or are we going to wrap this one?
0: I guess wrap this one. Our first official three of us remote <laughs> podcast yeah. in the books.
1: Yeah, I I miss I miss doing this in person. So, um, Sean, get get over the plague, <laughs> get you know through this trip, and um, and yeah, you know, hopefully next time I we record an episode, I will be looking at your smiling faces
2: in person, <laughs> uh, and Susan's and yeah. Susan's
1: yeah. So. Um, so I guess I could toast to that too, like you know, last a little bit. Like there's hope to that, you know, that we're in person next time.
0: Toasting to Sean's future negative COVID test. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Um I like you're... the
2: humans
1: as afterthought
2: in your toast.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dogs first, people second. Mm. Um, and um, and yeah. All right, guys, I think that's it. That's we are, it. We are done with we're now into double digit hexer episodes. We're right. finally there.
0: <laughs> Almost done, guys. Yeah. Almost done.
1: So we'll be back next week with Hexer episode 10. So until then, be good to each other. You know, keep your, your you know, swords oiled and your potions <laughs> brewed. And
0: we will see you. Say it, Valerie. On the path. Cheers. Cheers. Whiskey with Witcher is a malcontent media production by Tim Beadle and Valerie Petrarca. Our producer is Sean Farina. For updates, picks, and behind-the-scenes shenanigans, follow us on Twitter at WhiskeyWitcher and on Instagram at WhiskeyWithWitcher. Want to express your undying love for Roach or recommend a good whiskey? Email us at WhiskeyWithWitcher at malcontent.media. Who knows? We might even get drunk enough to read your email in a future podcast. If you like what you've heard, toss us a proverbial coin by rating and reviewing this show on Apple Podcasts and subscribing wherever podcasts are downloaded. Cheers. Did Amanda enjoy the pumpkin owl? Uh, I don't think she has oh, tried no. it yet. That's me fishing for compliments. I had a My lot. Wife. Eat the <laughs> owl.
2: <laughs> Eat the owl.
1: That's the most that random Valerie made you. <laughs> she doesn't like what? Have to. <laughs> like what eat an owl uh, what are you talking
0: about <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: she's gonna eat it
2: okay so yeah, i would you, say
0: like sharp sort sharp. of on the lower end of the sweet axis it does have a little bit like i definitely can hear Hear. what am i trying to say can taste some of the corn but <laughs> <laughs> like, the, that, corn, that was, the corn the corn speaks to me <laughs> it, whispers, it whispers tales of ohio <laughs> it says me hi by the fourth of you know July. what you know what
1: that, like like I totally think I can get the association. You were thinking corn. You're thinking ears of corn. You're thinking yep. here. That was yep, totally what there happened. You go. There. <laughs> See, <laughs> I've had enough of it that I get your association as I appreciate well. you, Tim. <laughs>